This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This is the final and perhaps most important of Pastor Ray's life-changing Overcomer Series messages entitled Overcoming Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. It's a message all Christians need to hear, acknowledge it exists, and learn about every spiritual tool available to overcome the devastating impact discouragement can have on their well-being, happiness, prosperity, and their very effectiveness in being used by God to accomplish His will. Pastor identifies discouragement as the greatest weapon the devil has in his fight for the souls of mankind. But it's only part one of a far more devious and elaborate three-part plan designed to neutralize and lull God's people into a spiritual sleep. As life's pressures grow, likewise does discouragement, acting like a crowbar opening the door to doubt. Now, no longer trusting God is the solution to our problem, most will take the path of least resistance to the devil's preferred landing place, a place called compromise. Here's more on the spiritual stumbling block of discouragement. I want to continue on the line, uh, along the line of uh, teaching and preaching and sharing that we've been doing on the Overcoming series. And I didn't really intend for this to be a series, but started out and it's you know, slowly evolved and developed into this little series of overcoming. As a matter of fact, Chris shared with me that he's compiling the material now so that this will be on the radio uh, probably in a few weeks or early fall, right? Yeah. So we're going to put the whole series of overcoming because I think it really addresses a lot of life's issues that people deal with. So we talked about overcoming failure, um, overcoming obstacles, overcoming fear, overcoming temptation. And then the last time we were together, uh, we talked about um, overcoming weariness. So I want to kind of move on the heels or in line with that same kind of topic. And weariness has a relative, a very close relative, one that, you know, we are very familiar with. So weariness is a cousin to another subject that we're going to talk about today called discouragement. Anybody ever be discouraged? Anyone ever discouraged in this house? So discouragement is what we want to talk about. So we're going to talk about overcoming discouragement for a little bit today. Uh, many, many years ago, I, I remember, how many remember R.W. Schambach? Does anybody remember? Remember he was a powerful man of God, an awesome preacher. And I used to listen to him. Actually, oddly enough, I used to listen to him on WWDJ, um, traveling in my car. And back then it was um, at a 9.70 a.m., and I would, I was listening to R.W. Schambach this one day, and he was pretty, if anybody knew him, he preached, you know, like crazy. He was like a preaching machine. And um, he made this one statement, and it kind of resonated within me, and, and I just, I, it stopped me. And he, he made this one statement. He said, um, he said, discouragement is the greatest tool that the enemy has against God's people. And I thought, whoa. And I realized, you know, kind of opened up my eyes that a lot of the trouble that I had been having in my life was because of discouragement. 
and that the devil was using discouragement along the way in my life to really kind of thwart God's plan in my life. He tried to use it against Jesus in the desert. He was so stupid. He's so deceived, really. He's really a dumb devil when you really think of it. I know many of you are afraid of the devil, but you shouldn't be afraid of the devil. You should respect his, you know, authority um, and, and not play with it, but you shouldn't be afraid of him because he really is a dumb devil. He's so deceived that he thought he could trick Jesus in the desert when he tempted Jesus three times, you know, trying to get him to do this and trying to get him to do that and trying you know, try to turn the bread to stone, trying to jump off a mountain, took him up to the pinnacle of the temple and showed him all the wealth and tried to get him to bow down before him and just keep hitting him, hitting him, hitting him with, it, with this idea in his mind that somehow by wearing Jesus down and hopefully maybe discouraging him that somehow he's going to get Jesus to turn from the plan and the purpose that God had put him in this earth. And you know, my eyes were open because I said, that's exactly what the devil tries to do in my life. I know my destiny. I know my destination. I know what God wants me to do. I know what God's anointed me for. I know what God has put in my heart. But how come I keep coming up against these challenges in my life where I sometimes get so discouraged that I want to quit? It's because the devil is trying to harass me to the point where I will give up forfeit my destiny, the purpose and the call and the vision that God has for my life. And I realized as I pondered this that many, many Christians have the same battle and this same struggle in their lives. That we know what we, we are believing God for. We, we, we are using our faith. We know that God has a destiny and a destination and a purpose and a plan for our lives. But we keep coming up against these battles of discouragement sometimes that really, you know, many times have knocked us off course and even knocked us out of the race or pulled us away from the very things that we were headed towards or believing God for. I come to find out in, in my study and just seeking God that there's a threefold plan that the enemy has and uses against God's people because he wants to stop you. He wants to hinder you. He wants you to be neutralized. He wants to put you in neutral and cause you to be immobilized. He does not want you, just like he didn't want Jesus, to complete the plan and the purpose that God had for him. And so he does with us. He doesn't want you to prosper. He doesn't want you to succeed. He doesn't want you to grow in faith. He doesn't want you to grow in your knowledge and understanding of the things of God. So he will come and persist in an effort to stop you. So he has a threefold plan. It starts with this weapon. And let me call it what it is, a weapon of discouragement. I've seen so many of God's people uh, under this weapon or, or under this pressure of, of discouragement. That's why people are depressed. That's why people, you know, are self-medicating, doing all these kinds of things, taking drugs and drinking alcohol excessively to the point where they, 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 they can't even stand up. They're, they're trying to drown their sorrows because they are discouraged, seriously discouraged. You see, to be discouraged means you don't see any hope. It's a lack of courage. That's what discourage is. If you're going to fight this battle, if you're going to win in this life, if you're going to get to your destination, then you've got to pick yourself up from the doldrums of discouragement and re-encourage yourself every day that you are going to make it. God is with you and God is on your side. But there's this threefold plan. It starts with this weapon of discouragement. And what discouragement, see, discouragement in itself is not the end. It's not the, the absolute thing that the devil wants to do with you. Discouragement is the entrance to something that's far greater 
and gives the devil far more satisfaction. He's not totally satisfied that you are discouraged. He wants to get you to something called doubt. He wants you to doubt the call of God, the purpose of God, the will of God, the plan of God for your life. He wants you to doubt the word itself. And he even wants you to get to the point where you will doubt God himself. Discouragement will bring you to the place called doubt. But the devil's not finished with you because doubt is not the end. That's not what he's trying to get in your life. There's something far greater that the enemy wants to accomplish in your life and in my life. It's not just to get you discouraged. It's not to just get you to doubt, not believe God, and lose your faith. It's not that. Discouragement leads to this thing called doubt. And doubt ultimately takes you to a place called compromise. And that's exactly what the enemy wants to do in your life. He wants you and I to be compromised. My definition, simple death, many definitions for the word compromise. You know, one of, the, one of the ones from the dictionaries is two people making concessions and coming to an agreement. And the devil wants to enter into concessions with you, just like he tried to do it with Jesus in the desert. You, you do this and I'll give you that. You do this and I'll do that. You do, see, trying to, trying to get him, try, making, making an argument with you. And you see, if you're not careful, you're going to engage those kind of arguments in your own head and you won't even realize it, but you are already at the doorway of compromising your life. You see, you have to be, you have to be laser focused. This is, this is what I believe and nothing's going to change my mind. I trust God, believe God. I am following God. My focus is on the word of God and nothing. I believe God. I believe his word and that's it. I'm not entering into any concessions. I'm not entering into a discussion. I'm not going to get into an argument because what that brings you to is a place called compromise. So discouragement unchecked will take you to a place called doubt. Doubt ultimately, and this is what the devil wants to do, is to bring us to the place called compromise. Discouragement, doubt, compromise. It's where he loves to have Christians the best. And you know, it's very interesting to me in all these years that I've pastored and ministered to people very closely and watched people's lives, I realize that we have more compromised Christians than ever before. People who once were on fire and served God and, and, and were passionate in faith and, and began their walk and, and their pursuit of the dreams and the visions of their life and entrusting their total lives in the hands of God only to come through this process of getting discouraged, ending up doubting, and finalizing it with a compromise. This is my definition. I didn't give you my definition. My definition of compromise is taking the path of least resistance. It means I come to a place where I don't want to fight anymore. It means I come to a place where I don't want to stand my ground anymore. I come to a place where I throw my hands up and I say, I'm tired. I've had enough. And I begin the process of compromising my position on the word of God, my position of faith, my stand in, the, in, in spiritual matters. I begin to compromise it because I got discouraged. I ended up doubting myself, my ability, my faith. I even started to doubt God's word and even maybe in some cases I've even seen people doubt God himself and it ended up compromising. So the fire I once had is now nothing but a heap of smoldering ashes. The blazing fire that once burned in my heart is now just nothing but a, a puff of smoke because I got discouraged, I started to doubt and it ended up compromised. I realize how many times this had happened to me in my life 
where I, I, I didn't know how to deal with discouragement. And I would just get discouraged. And one of the things in my life, I don't know if this is true with you, is that I put high expectations on myself. I don't know if you do that, but I'm very hard on myself. And I put big expectations. And I tend to be very, very, put a lot of pressure on myself. And I really set myself up for a failure because when I do that, I get discouraged because I can't seem to meet those expectations. And then I end up getting very discouraged. And then I found myself starting to doubt, doubt my ability, doubt whether I was called, whether I could do it, whether I was smart enough, whether I was good enough, whether I was this enough or that enough. And I found in many, many times that I actually compromised. I went an easier way and I forfeited the dreams and the visions that I had in my heart. You know, and um, I can remember just a, a small story when I was a young boy that really highlights this whole thing. And it really started back then. And I, I, when I started to study this whole subject, I realized that I set out to send, sell Christmas cards one Christmas season. And back then in those days, you would send, order a packet of these Christmas cards. And with the Christmas cards came a gift catalog. And based upon the amount of cards you sold, you could select a gift from the gift catalog. And they had all kinds of gifts. They started with small ones. And as you're going through the book, they're getting better and better and better and better. And of course, being the guy that always sets my expectations so high and very hard on myself and, you know, set, almost set myself up for failure. I go to the back of the book and I pick out the Schwinn bicycle and I say, this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going for. So I said, sure, I walk around the neighborhood. I've got family. I've got friends. I've, I'm going to sell the cards. Everyone's going to want to buy cards for me. And I set out that day to sell cards. And I ended up at the end of the day, you know, knocked on one door, got the door slammed in my face. No, no, Raymond. Thank you. We already bought our cards. No, you know, we're not sending cards. Uh, we're Jewish. Uh, oh, gee. Forget. And uh, so after a day of knocking on doors and not selling cards, guess what happened? I, I came home very, very discouraged. I made a couple of other attempts that week to sell cards, and I just didn't do that well, and I got even more discouraged. And after a few days of battling this discouragement, I found myself starting to doubt. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I'm cut out for this. I don't think, you know, I don't think I'm a salesperson. I'm, I'm not very good at this. My discouragement took me to the place of doubt, and doubt ultimately took me to the place where I threw my hands up and I said, you know what? It's not worth it. I don't need the bike anyhow. And I compromised and I went to the front of the catalog and I picked out a puny little camera or something that was in the front of the catalog that only required a few boxes of cards to be sold. And I compromised my vision because I got discouraged. Now the chances are maybe if I had stuck with it, really kept pushing and kept going out and really promoting the cards and doing that and coming up with some other ways that I might have been able to achieve my goal. But the discouragement led me to doubt, and the doubt ultimately led me, to, led me to the place of compromise where I took the path of least resistance. I made concessions with my own doubts and discouragement and decided that I'm going to forfeit this. How many times has that happened in the lives of believers? How many times has this happened in your own life? And this is why we as believers have got to stand against this, this demon, this, this, this weapon of discouragement that the enemy loves to use against God's people. Uh, we're, we're to be the most encouraged people on this earth because even though, and we're going to talk about, uh, I'll talk about there's four distinct things that I see, um, and this is by, by no way an exhaustive list, but four things, reasons for discouragement in our life. All right, so let, let's talk about these four things. This is what I did last night and I did it this morning, so we'll do it again. So number one uh, common reason for discouragement is that oftentimes the path that we're on, 
I don't know what path you're on in life right now. But whatever path we are in life, because we all are on a different path at different times of our lives. Amen? So the path that we are seems really difficult. It's like, when is this going to come to an end? I keep walking and I, I keep walking this out every day, but I don't see an end to, you know, to this, to this difficult path. And oftentimes in life, you know, we, gotta, we have to just walk it out. You just have to walk it out. You see, by walking it out, you're really growing your faith. You see, God doesn't always give you a shortcut. I'll bet you, but when, when the way gets tough, you know, I'm always looking for a shortcut. I'm looking for a way out. I don't know about you, but, I'm a, but I found out that God doesn't give shortcuts all the time. Sometimes he does, but a lot of times he doesn't. Because it's in the difficulty of the way where we learn how to trust him. It's in the difficulty of the way is where we learn how to walk out and to flesh out our faith. It's in the difficulty of the way where we learn to grow and become mature men and women and not just babies that always have a, you know, our hand out and God just slapping us with whatever we want. God is trying to perfect faith in our lives because we're to, according to the word, we walk by faith or we should be walking by faith and not by sight. So, so you know, the, the very first thing or one of the things we want to talk about here today is that the path may seem difficult. It's like, why are we going? Why does it seem like the long way around? There's got to be a shorter way to this. And I bring your mind, I love this verse in Exodus chapter 13, because I think this highlights it. And when God was taking the children of Israel out of Egypt, remember, they were making their way through the Red Sea and God was taking them out. Well, he got them across the Red Sea and he started them on their way to the promised land. And this is what it says about this event in Exodus 13, 17. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go. Now listen, that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. In other words, it was a shortcut. But God did not take them through the shortcut. And let's read on why. He said, For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war, turn around and return to Egypt. See, a lot of times you're on what seems like a difficult path, but it's a, really it's a protected path by the Lord's hand. Many times you may seem like you're on a difficult pathway, but in God's wisdom and providence and, and sovereignty in your life and over your life and my life, He's protecting us from walking ourselves into something that we would otherwise not be able to handle. He prevented them from actually, you know, thwarting the mission and thwarting the plan by bringing them the long way around. I can remember, you know, many years in, in, in past when I first started out the church, I thought, well, we're going to be in ministry and in just a few short months and years, we're going to have a whole lot of people and we're going to do all, we're going to own a building, we're going to build a building, we do all these things. And after walking it for five, six, seven years, eight years and nothing was happening, I started to find myself getting a little discouraged, like, Lord, where's our breakthrough? We can't grow over 200 people. I get up to 200 and I get knocked down to 150. I get, you know, I get up to 170, I go down to 130. You get up to, you know, it keeps up and down. And I was getting discouraged. See, little did I know that God had all of this in mind. My discouragement at times in, the, in, in, that, in those days were causing me to start to become a little doubtful. Like maybe, maybe I'm not called, maybe, maybe all these things that I believe in God for are not really true and they're not going to come to pass. And there were a few times where, you know, I thought about making a compromise. A few times I felt like, well, I just, you know, I just know there's more in me. There's a bigger vision in me. 
um, that I'm seeing on the outside. There's something big in me, but there's something very small that I'm in. And I can remember thinking, oh, I'm just going to quit this church and I'm going to resign this ministry and I'm going to go on and do something else because most certainly I probably miss God. And I can remember seeing that whole process again. I got discouraged. I started to doubt. And it was almost at the doorway, you know, or at the doorway and almost walking through the doorway of compromising the very thing that God had blessed me with. Sometimes the path that God has you on may seem like a difficult path, but that's, that, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that God is not in it. It doesn't mean that you're not on your way. It doesn't mean that you're you're out of the will of God. You see, this is one of the this is one of the misnomers we have as Christians. We think because we're Christians and we're believers and we walk by faith that life is supposed to be perfect. I have news for you: life is never perfect. Wake up and smell the coffee, because life is not perfect. As long as you live in this life, there will be difficult paths that you're going to have to walk, difficult situations. But you have to walk through them. God will be with you. God will help you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will take you. He upholding you by his righteous right hand. He will be with you through it all. But you've got to be committed. Because if not, you're going to get discouraged. You're going to start to doubt. And you might just might end up compromising and giving up the very blessings that God had intended for your life. This is the warning that I want to give to the church today and to Christians all over uh, that I can, is that you've got to be aware of this threefold plan that the enemy is unleashed against God's people. It's called discouragement. It's called doubt and compromise. Discouragement, doubt, and compromise. It's the way the enemy works, fights, and wins in Christians' lives. So sometimes the path is going to seem difficult. I don't know what path you're on today, but I'm going to tell you what, God's on it with you. Prayer is going to get you through to the other side. I'm going to tell you right now, don't let it get you discouraged. As a matter of fact, let me just give you this one, this one thought that you probably heard me say before, but I want to remind you. Only people that are in pursuit of something in their life are open to discouragement. If you're not going anywhere, if you don't have any dreams or visions or desires or really care, couldn't care less, you're just existing day in and day out. You get up, suck up air, leave carbon dioxide beyond, behind, and that's the extent of your life. You have nothing to be discouraged about. Life's fine, man. You're not doing anything, going anywhere. You're not expecting anything. So blessed is he who expects nothing, for he will not be disappointed. So, so, but if you're someone who's in pursuit of something, you're the one that's going to be discouraged. So get, get encouraged. The fact that you're discouraged means you're moving. The fact that discouragement is trying to come on you means you've got dreams and visions and passions within your heart and within your life that, that are yet to be born and are yet to come to pass. And, and the enemy is just trying to yank that stuff out of your life. He doesn't want you to complete your course. So he will try to discourage you with the hopes that you'll start to doubt. And if you start to doubt, you will make just what he tried to do to Jesus in the desert. He was, he was deceived deceived into thinking that he could trick Jesus into a compromise. But we're not Jesus. So we've got to be on our guard and be sharp because I know too many people who have compromised and have given up and quit. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.